0: Right, we have about 10 minutes um, for, for questions. I'd like to do what we did this morning, which is perhaps take about two or three questions, uh, you know, and then answer them across the panel. So, any questions? Lady he- here. Anybody else? Oh, hunger, ob- <laughs> hunger is obviously kicking in. And, and then Tim, sorry. Um, I was just interested in the comment that um, if carers of one um, disability group, if you like, um, was being treated differently to another, that that would come under the equality impact assessment. And um, um, I'm a carer of a disabled child, and although the employment side, you know, I think we're ahead of the game, um, within social services we're often seen as that's your role as a parent, Um, and so we seem to be disadvantaged as a carer. Um, and I wondered whether that sort of issue um, would be addressed within this.
1: Okay, thank you, and Tim. Uh, I'm Tim Emblegoff from Harborough County Council. Um, it's not well. It's kind of a sort of thought rather than a question. Um, but I think one of the things that local authorities do a lot of is thinking in silos. And there's, I'm very glad to see the stuff here uh, about outcomes happening today because that's really important. Uh, the equality stuff, then stuff about customer care. Good practice, all four of which can very easily be thought about totally separately in any given local authority. So it's just a thought, really, how important it is to try and bring all those things together in one place, because actually they all depend on each other. Okay, thank you.
0: One, one more question, gentlemen at the back. Yeah,
1: there's lots of things which has been highlighted by the for the carers, but I'm a bit disappointed uh, that uh, many carers, because I'm a support worker for carers, support worker, many carers whom I see, uh, and if you ask them, you know, what do you want for yourself, and they just say that, look, I want the person I'm caring for gets engaged into activity, gets engaged into volunteering, work, employment. And also importantly, you know, people say that, you know, they should be also an equal partner in working with the clinicians and the support workers, but the reality is that they're not given opportunities to do that.
0: Thank you. Anybody like to to take any of those questions?
2: Well, I, I think I'm the culprit for raising the point about associative discrimination in reverse, as I put it. Um, i think it 's a good point um, the There are a lot of issues i think for parent carers um, up and down the country and, and certainly about where rec- well about carers' assessments there was a rec- the ombudsman decision against a London borough that I referred to um, was was actually about um, the treatment of uh, of, a, of, a, of parent carers and also of a sibling carer in the family, and uh, Count London Council was found guilty of maladministration for not clearly separately identifying the needs of each of the family member. Um, if I think I would suggest that if parent carers can show that they're receiving less favourable treatment, and if they can show that that has an adverse effect on their child, um, it seems to me there's the potential for that to be actioned. Um, To what degree we can do that people can do that will depend on... um, people like Luke and his colleagues, but there there are usually lawyers uh, looking for angles to sue us councils, counsels, and um, I'm sure this is an, an area where there could be further action. Um, where, where it seemed quite clear to us locally that we needed to improve uh, what we were doing and we're working on it at the moment is that we, um, in local government, we have these, some of you know this national indicator 135, which some of us love dearly. It basically looks at the numbers of carers helped by a, a adult services following a carer's assessment and divides it by the total number of service users supported so it's carers helped as a proportion of service users helped and we found that um, a mental health service was doing a quarter as well as the average of our services and um, it did seem to us that that actually was potentially actionable possibly now and most certainly when indirect discrimination comes in so we're looking to improve that because we don't want to be the Uh, pilot case for someone to test out this bit of law Um, I don't know if that helps
0: Michael and then Helen
2: if I could pick up Tim's comment
1: because I think it's a very important one about joined up approaches and recognising the interdependencies Um, I think that applies not just within a council Uh, I think we actually need to look at that in the context of local public service boards and the way in which agencies can come together and work as a whole uh, to uh, respond to these issues. One of the things ADAS has been very keen to promote um, has been local joined up strategic working uh, around carers issues Uh, and that does extend to employment. Uh, A public service board can do an awful lot in its area to promote uh, equalities issues within employment and to tackle some of the, those very real obstacles that people um, face. Um, I think the other uh, aspect I, I would comment on is um, the, um, uh, the need to um, be able to measure uh, uh, whether or not you've made a difference. It, it's uh, One of the sessions this afternoon is on outcome-based accountability, and, and one of the things I always ask uh, on, on, when I'm doing pieces of work is, well, uh, if that's what we're going to do, how will we know whether it makes a difference, and how will we know whether that difference is actually meaningful to the people we're trying to help? And it's trying to get a very clear picture of what will be different for people and whether it makes sense to those people that I think is absolutely <laughs> critical in taking forward this agenda and, and the work of everybody in this room because unless we can answer that question does what you do make a difference for carers then we actually don't know what we're doing at all. Okay, thank you.
0: Um, ju- just a f- just a thought on the, the issue of competing interests and balancing different interests and and picking up on a point that John made earlier on, I I want to put in my usual plug here for for the Human Rights Act and and for taking a very positive approach to the obligations under the Human Rights Act. I think people within public bodies often think of the Human Rights Act as as, as a a big stick that's waved around to beat them with and, and a threat people make if they think they're not getting their own way. But in fact if you look at the balancing framework within the Human Rights Act you've got an excellent mechanism there for making some of the very difficult decisions that the public authorities have to make. It, it, it's a, the balancing framework offers a framework for looking at the needs and the rights of everyone affected by, by, by any decision, policy decision or, or resource based decision that you've got to make. Um, so that you can be sure you've considered the impact, the possible impact or possible engagement of the human rights of everyone involved and can come to an informed decision about what the best way forward is. And between equality impact assessments and carers' assessments, you already should have all the information that you need to help you make those judgments, uh, it's, it's just putting it into that framework. Um, so, so I would encourage people to think about how, how the Human Rights Frame- uh, Act can be used positively in that way. Yeah, thank you. Madeline? You yes, yeah, so to the gentleman who talked about the need for um, services that also support disabled people into uh, meaningful learning activities and, and work. And we come back again to the issue about the most important thing being services to disabled people, services to older people, those are the things that make the difference. And we know from our, you know, from our work through ACE, for example, that, that where you provide a meaningful opportunity for someone to have a learning uh, experience or for someone who is disabled to enter employment, you in a sense free up the carer who has been actually having to provide support throughout that period, to to enjoy other opportunities themselves. So it comes right back to the services to individuals and the impact then on the services to carers and families.